Hey, welcome to Hey Ass Bud. How the fuck you doing? <laughs> hey. I'm doing very well, Ben. How are you? Not too bad. Hey. I haven't slept a lot in a few days. Ben, why is it always <laughs> welcome to Hey Ass Bud, not Hey Ass Bud welcomes you? Because if you say it that way, <laughs> it sounds like we're ready for analingus, which ben, we one of us are. is. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. It sounds like we're ready. We're, we're, we're rearing to go. I have this idea for a bit or a line, and I don't know where or how I want to use it, but basically it's like, man, if I've learned anything from eating ass, it's that you've got to have a good skincare regimen. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, should I censor that? You can if you want I mean, to. Why, I don't know if I should. At this point, why the fuck not, you know? Just censor but every only the, word I say. Only the ending. <laughs> <laughs> only the last bit. Yeah. Okay. Only, red, so, only the word regimen? <laughs> only the word regimen. <laughs> well, skincare too. <laughs> oh, fuck. You gotta, and then I wanted to go pee, 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 like the entire time. Okay, oh. so Ben, I want to visit a conversation that we were having right before we started recording. Where you. Oh, the one where I was like, I was like, hey, we should be recording this. Yeah, where you were telling me <laughs> what video game companies I'm allowed to support with my it's... hard-earned money. Alright, so I'm not ever I'm not advocating anyone to steal from anyone else. Oh no, we I'm at Hey saying... Aspen would never endorse pirating. Exactly. Yeah, we but would yeah, never like, do that. But there are companies I'm like, you know what? Maybe buy used from somebody else. Sure. From like Craigslist or Facebook or breaking into somebody's house. I don't know. <laughs> So we would but, advocate stealing then. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Allegedly. But anybody who's all... <laughs> Guys, if you steal and then you get caught and then y'all are like, well, hey, Aspa told me to. We are not friends anymore. I mean, we are not fucking friends. You hear me? Not allowed to listen to this podcast and then steal. <laughs> and then blame us. I mean, if you listen to this podcast and then steal and then are like, I don't know, I had a bad childhood. Then we're cool, you know? Then it's yeah. all gravy. But if you specifically blame us, that is where we are going to have a come-to-Jesus meeting about it. That's how I feel about that. Yeah. So you were asking me about, like, you were you were talking about buying video games, and I'm like, dude, I want to make you a list of companies that you should look at. And, like, I'm not saying don't spend money on video games you want to play, but maybe consider not giving certain companies your cash just because maybe they have shitty business practices, or maybe they don't treat their employees very, very well, or they just produce shitty games. EA, Ubisoft, <laughs> Activision. This, this all started because I really want to Doesn't play... does EA own Activision? Probably. <laughs> this all started because I really want to play Dragon Age Inquisition, but the game is $40 on Steam, and I'm just like, yeah. bleh. Exactly. In that game, like ten years yes. old now, pretty fucking much, and it's still forty dollars. I know. Because people... I mean, that's how I feel about any Zelda games. So. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> well, the Nintendax is strong. Like, yeah. launch titles for the Switch are still sixty fucking dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that... fitness boxing came out simultaneously as a Switch, as far as I remember, but also I don't remember much in this moment. It's still 50 goddamn dollars on Amazon. I think the fact that they tried, they're, they just basically repackaged Link's Awakening and then sold it for 60 hogs is kind of ridiculous. 
honestly. Yeah, for real. Like, that yeah. game is so old. How old is it? It's really fucking old. And, like, I just... A... I mean, I, they did put, like, a whole new polish on they it. They did. And it looks really it good. It looks amazing. But I'm just saying, for $60, I could get a new game. <laughs> a game yeah, that's not get... a remake. You could get yeah. Resident Evil 2 remake, which is a much better remake. Sure, or a non-remake game like a uh, fucking Resident Evil Three. Oh, don't I don't buy know. that. Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Like, yeah, the, the yeah, that's just a reskinning of, of Skyrim. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Okay, yeah. wow, that feels personal. Sorry, that is personal. That is. Like, Todd, you've done it again. <laughs> Todd, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my god. But, I don't know the name of this game, but you know the game that came out right after Breath of the Wild did? It's got a bunch of memes going on, right? And it's basically just like a Breath of the Wild clone. Hold on. I might oh, be Genshin able to... Impact. Yes. Yeah, like a lot of streamers have been playing it recently. It's a gotcha. It's a gotcha game. Okay. It's, um... If you don't know what that means, basically it means they got your money because it costs money to do everything in those games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a uh, yeah. I hate, it's a pay I to hate win those game. games. Mm. Yeah. It looks really beautiful though, and it looks really cool. Yeah. But and yeah, the, you know what also looks really cool? Herpes? Money staying in my bank account. Yeah. Yeah, it's also true. <laughs> it's also true. You know what else looks really cool? Breath of the Wild, and you only have to pay. I guess like sixty dollars. Well, well, sixty dollars for yeah. I was about to say sixty dollars for the vanilla game, and then an extra. You have to put out an extra twenty for the you know DLCs essentially. I will say the fucking. Uh, That's eighty dollars you you spend once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was eighty dollars well spent because the DLC for Breath of the Wild is pretty cool. Yeah, and it adds pretty cool stuff. I really but yeah like I, yeah. I really want to get the DLC. Um, not only for the champions. Um, like the Champions Memories DLC, mm -hmm. but I also really want to get the Master Mode. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would be pretty interested in playing that. Um, How many I've... times have you played Breath of the Wild? Oh, I'm on my third playthrough right now. I, ju I actually oh, just wow. restarted. Uh, I'm actually on my... I'm still on my first playthrough because I was about to be, like, done. I was, like, ready to face Ganon. I'm like, oh, I've got all my stuff. And then I put it down for a while. Mm -hmm. And by put it down for a while, I mean I gave Ari back the cartridge. You did do that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I finally, like, put my own money into it and bought it and uh, started playing it again. And then I was like, you know what? I've still got some stuff to do. So I'm going to do all the shrines. Nice. And then, and then fight Ganon. And then, once I fight Ganon... I'll start over, but with the DLC because I've heard the DLC helps out a lot. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of good DLC drops like in the Great Plateau. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in Master Mode, a silver, a, a, like a silver Lionel shows up on the Great Plateau. Yeah. <laughs> it will fuck your shit the, up. The oh, hardest fucking Lionel in the vanilla game shows up in the training portion. Yep. Yeah, your mom's Zelda. This sure as shit ain't. <laughs> yeah. So. Gold Lionels are fucking. Oh, I'm sure they're. A bitch. They take forever. Yeah. They take for goddamn ever. Yeah. Have you seen? Yeah. Um. 
Because, you know, okay, so I guess spoiler surprise of the wild, but this game has been out for three years, and so maybe look at what you're doing and get a fucking Switch, I guess. Pony Didn't up it the like four? 200, I think it was 2017? Nah, you're right. My, my bad. Yeah. Um, but, like, in in the uh, in the game, you meet this, like, vendor who's obsessed with monsters, and he takes monster parts as money. Yeah. And he makes yeah, these masks that allow you to disguise, your, disguise yourself as a monster for a short time. And eventually the monster, like, catches on. Yeah, they realize you're not a monster when right. you start fucking with them. Basically, yeah. yeah. You kind of just can use it to, like, walk past. Like, if you came across, like, a, a silver Lionel, and you're like, oh, fuck, there's a Korok seed right there, but I don't have the weapons to deal with this shit right now, you could probably use the masks to fucking run past the Lionel, get what you need to get, and then run back. And that is yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but I saw a video of a guy wearing a Lionel mask around a gold Lionel, so it wasn't fucking with him. And he had like five, like, I don't remember what they're fucking called, but they were the Lionel weapons, like the really club like ones that are huge and like do a shit ton of damage. Oh, yeah. Um, and he had like five of those and he just placed them all around down about around the gold Lionel and then took off his mask and the Lionel picked up the weapon and like smashed him in the stratosphere. It was amazing. <laughs> it was hilarious to watch. They do so much fucking damage, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, see, here's Genshin Impact. I'm already kind of like suspicious Despite the fact that it does look really, really, really pretty, because it's a free-to-play action role-playing game, that shit is impossible. Impossible. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, I don't. I don't like the pay to. I want to pay for my game once. Like yeah, I would. You want to pay to win? Yeah, I would buy every phone game that I have on my phone if it meant never having to like pay for like shit to get past certain levels do you know what i mean mm-hmm. oh yeah like, now there's a uh, puzzle game i've been playing this shit out of like i have literally beaten 400 levels in this game yeah uh but i've got like google rewards yeah and i currently have like 22 dollars in google fun bucks mm-hmm. so ah, you bet, nice. so you bet your ass i paid four dollars so i wouldn't have to see half the ads now sure if i like need more because it's a puzzle game where you have to like pass water back and forth to make sure like all of the vials have the same color in them and whatnot yeah yeah uh. it gets fucking crazy in the later levels but uh, i paid four dollars so i would only and like i see like one eighth of the ads i did because like now i only have to see ads for like when i need more like undos or like an extra vial if i'm lazy and like don't want to do it with just two with just two spare vials yeah mm-hmm. but like Paying like that amount and like getting that much of a return of not having to see ads, I'm willing to put up with. Would I just want to see zero ads? Sure, but we don't live in a perfect world. Right. Oh man, speaking of ads and EA. Oh god. They were putting ads in their. Uh, in fucking Watchdogs, right? UFC game. Oh yeah, and no. UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know about Watchdogs. I just knew about the UFC game. Because it was to make it more realistic, but it was just real ads. It was just like ads for real things. Fucking what? Fucking yeah, like just, just TVs and shit. Uh, ads for like 
streaming shows or That's like fuck go fun. buy go buy Hulu or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh fuck that shit. God damn. Uh huh. Realistic, my ass. They just wanted to save money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See. Or make more money. And that's the other mm-hmm. thing. Like, God, I just want to be able to buy a video game and then I have the fucking game. Like, yeah. I don't have to buy, like, heart extra hearts to do extra levels or I don't yeah. have to buy, like, you know, cheats that are going to help me out or, like, I don't even really, I don't even really want DLC content to be a thing. I understand mm. that it can take longer to update, but like, like usually like the vanilla game is out and then the DLC stuff is stuff that they, you know, kind of do later and release it as its own separate thing. Yeah. But I would rather just have like a game sequel that I pay for and it be like a bigger game. Do you know what I mean? Then yeah, have yeah. it be like, oh, spend, you know, 20 bucks and then you can get the DLC content for Fallout 4. I was looking at how much the DLC content for Fallout 4 was, and it was like almost as much as what I spent on Fallout 4. Yeah, it's not even as much content. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I'm going to look up how how much it is right now. Now, admittedly, I got Fallout 4 on like hardcore sale. I think I paid like 10 bucks for it, but... As you should. Yeah, but, um, and now it's like, oh god video is fucking playing okay pause that um but now it's you know gone up to its regular price so it's 30 dollars but if I, mm. I could have bought the game of the year edition but that was 60 dollars um that's see, been... the game of the year edition would have given you all the dlc yeah but it also yeah. would have like you know been like just so much more far harbor just far harbor is 25 dollars yeah yeah, and that's because Far Harbor is almost... It could almost be its own spinoff game. Then... It's a, it's a whole separate map with a whole separate main quest and multiple... and multiple other side quests. And, like, Far Harbor is the only one that is actually worth the, the money. The 25 yeah. I think maybe now it should be... 20 at most i think 25 these days is a little much but like i bought it when the dlc was maybe was still less than a year old and i felt like it was worth it okay do you want to heard it's solid on steam right now if you want to get fallout 4 a high resolution texture pass i guess to make the game not look like shit Mm. and all of its dlcs do you want to know how much that costs on steve steam $75. $127. You suck my dick. Jesus Christ. How much is the high res pack by itself? Oh, $0. Yeah, that one, that shit is free. But it's it's not even. And you have to remember, this doesn't even include Fallout 4 because I already own Fallout 4. So so Steam (laughs) is like, you don't have to pay for that. You already own it. Here's the Fallout 4 season pass. Far Harbor, Vault Tech Workshop, Contractions Workshop, Nuka World, Wasteland Workshop, Automatron, and Creation, and the Creation Club. Nah. $127.92. Meanwhile, I can go on Nexus Mods right now and probably download a DLC-sized mod and just have to tip the modder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking Bethesda nuts. Bethesda learned with Skyrim. 
that they can repackage the same game over and over and then like kind of dick trickle DLC out and people will pay for it. I mean, mm-hmm. because that's how much people love Bethesda and love their games, I which mean, is why Xbox paid $7.5 billion for that company. I mean, to be fair, yeah, that's why it's worth more than Star Wars and Marvel. <laughs> we talked yeah. about that last, I think, two weeks ago we last week. Um, yeah. to, to be fair, to Bethesda, correct. <laughs> I have bought Skyrim on two different machines. And if I got a new computer, I wouldn't buy Skyrim again because I have it on my Steam account. So I just downloaded it onto that new computer. But like, I don't know if um, we had like a Y2K level event and like Steam got erased and I didn't have any of my games. The first one I would buy would probably be Skyrim. Oh my god. Maybe not the first one. I would buy it again though. I would do that. I would not buy it again. No. Cuz I mean, I got my fill. I I paid like $10 for it a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's chill as hell, but I don't know if I can justify ever. I don't if I got a PS5, I don't think I would buy it again unless like they did some major overhauling to that game. Um But you know what I would buy on PS5? Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah, they they did confirm that, or Xbox said that they would confirm it for other announced consoles. Um, but Ari, I'm going to ask you if you know about two websites real quick. Okay, hold on. Wait, I've got to get this out. Because I, I, I raised my fist in preparation of saying this, Ben. It's inside of me and I need to say it. Okay. God damn it, Microsoft. Give me Elder Scrolls 6. I don't know what you need, but I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Just give me that goddamn game. Okay, anyways, you can go, Ben. They're- they're they're working on it. I know. Man. It's, I know. It's a big ass fucking game, I know. and, and yeah. I want them to you're be- gonna be a part. If you buy it at release, you're gonna be a part of the QA team. I want them to take their time. Yeah. And I want them to not do what Bethesda does and not include a shit ton of books in the games. And I want them to. I want all the game developers to get a good night's rest and to have time to eat and do things that they enjoy. I just want to know. A, a game, a, a ballpark date. That's what I want. I just want like a ballpark. You... Like, is it coming in the next ten years? Oh yeah, it's coming out in the next ten years, okay. definitely. That's all. I, that's all I, I mean. Well, next five, maybe. I mean, I could also say the next FromSoft game is coming out in the next ten years. Fucking Elden Ring. Yeah, I mean, and they're going to yeah. be like three more Zeldas Cue... out in the next ten years. But like, the point is, cue the tears of Half Life fans. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I mean, they, they did get Half-Life Alex, which isn't Half-Life 3, but it still looks cool as shit. But yeah, back to yeah. the websites real quick. Oh, okay. Ari, do you know about Metacritic and how long to beat? I do know about Metacritic. I don't know about the okay. second one. I figured you would know about how long to beat. How long to beat is a really cool resource. Uh, both are. Both are really great. Whenever I'm like just shopping for, like whenever I'm like, I need a new game. I don't know what I want. I will go to Metacritic and I'll find something that has something that looks cool, has a pretty decent score with gamers. I don't really care a lot about what critics say. There's like one dude on Forbes that I like what he says about Borderlands 3, but that's about it. Like, I would much rather know what people like me like about the game and not just like streamers and whatnot. But How Long to Beat is really cool because it tells you how much content is in a game, like literally how many hours are in a game. So you see literally dollars to donuts what you're paying for, which is cool, which it's hard to justify in a lot of like in a lot of ways because indie games 
are generally 10 to 20 dollars and they're not as long as like a triple a release which is 60 and so the math really doesn't work a lot of the time Mm -hmm. for like indie games but it's really helpful for hey do i want to pay for this full price or wait for a sale yeah and it'll even break down the dlc time length and then it's really cool it you can probably just put in uh H-L-T-B mm-hmm. dot com and it should bring it up. Okay. But it's a really cool resource, really handy. It goes like all the way back to like I know at least NES games. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. even further back than that. See, and I, but going back to what you're saying about like how it's quite hard to quantify indie game time, I feel like indie games are different because oh god, yeah, because one they're fucking indie games, right? They're just not going to have mm-hmm. the money or the resources behind like the, the big releases do. Now, some companies do. Some companies do have some swag because they've built a good rapport with gamers and they've sold really well. Like, fucking Devolver churns out fucking masterpieces. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just, like, jizzing ropes of fucking masterpieces, like, year after year. And then fucking Yacht Club as well with fucking Shovel Knight. Yeah. But, like, my point on that is, is, like... Mm. I, you know, I wouldn't really expect to spend as much. It's, oh. I mean, I get oh, what no. you're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, Night in the Woods is one of my favorite games in the whole world. Um, and it was like, like 20 bucks on Steam. Yeah. Like, or not, not Steam. Um, on the Switch, probably less on Steam, honestly. And, mm. you know, that game is obviously not like, the most gamey video game. It's very store based. Oh, no. Story based. Yeah, it's a yeah. side scroller. You don't really do a whole lot other than like walk around and there are some cool mini games and shit. But it's, you know, it's definitely more about the story. And if you're not interested in the story, then it's probably not worth yeah, any money. Exactly. At all. But if you like the story, right. then you're going to want to spend the money to get the game. But just be aware that you're not going to be doing a whole lot except like walking oh, around yeah. and unlocking the story. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, like, when it comes to, like, indie games and indie releases like that, I like to think of them a little bit more as, like, art, mm-hmm. and that you're right. really supporting an artist more if you're buying an indie game yeah. rather than, like, a AAA release. Now, yeah. some AAA releases are fucking pieces of art, like the God of War remake, mm-hmm. fucking Breath of the Wild, um, and, like, there's a num- numerous games that you could just fucking toss out and it would fit this. Yeah. But, like, stuff like Hotline Miami, I'm just going to list a bunch of Devolver games, to be honest with you. I'm just going to stop myself there. But, like, a lot of those, like, the music is great, the art is great, the fucking gameplay is great. Mm -hmm. And so it's really easy to justify that $10, $20, as opposed to, like, if I wouldn't want to pay, like, $60 for the Hotline Miami like a collection which even devolver knew that shit and we're like you know what we're gonna release it at 25 dollars and put it on sale immediately for 2235 because we love you bastards (laughs) but yeah um when it comes to paying for video games it's just like i'm not saying like look at like glass door and see what employees are saying about working for a company which i kind of advise doing because some companies are really shitty and you shouldn't pay like you shouldn't play their games no no matter how much you love them mm-hmm. but if you love a goddamn video game i'm not gonna stop you yeah play it have fun with it that's the point of video games but there has to be like some level of 
responsibility. I don't want to. I don't want to say the e word because I feel like that would get those GG bastards after me. <laughs> Travis knows what I mean, but yeah. I um. Here's here's how I feel about mm. I don't know entertainment in general. This world is a hellscape. Everything's fucking off. Literally everything's on fire. Everything's the whole on fire. goddamn world. It's yeah. like it's. It just feels like sometimes it just feels like this. This life could not get any fucking worse. Now, of course, it could, and I'm not trying to tempt fate or anything. I'm gonna go and knock on wood real quick so the wood fairies come out and help me. But, um, you know, it just it is what it is. If there is something in this dark world that brings you even a scrap of joy, then yeah. I feel like. As long as you keep in mind some of its more potentially like problematic elements, then yeah. you know you can enjoy it, right? As long as you're not buying like a lollycon or like some shit, yeah, or like have fun with it, have a blast. Yeah, I mean you can get lollycon for free, so why even why even purchase it? That was a joke, well, guys. I am 100% kidding, but um, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't poke holes in my. <laughs> That's the worst way I could oh, say that. God. <laughs> oh, Christ, Ben. Bleep that, Travis. No. <laughs> yeah, I will bleep that one. Um, but, like... Oh, fuck. Uh, you know, um, I do think there is something to be said for not supporting problematic creators. Like, I'm not going to buy the new Harry Potter game as much as I want to because J.K. Rowling has just gone full, full on turf. Right, and yeah. it's it's not the only like, I don't know. I there used to be this. She's kind of like defense. she's leaned into it too much. Absolutely now. too much. Like there's not even any more like, oh no, they I accidentally retweeted a thing. This is like, oh, you're just fully going all in. You've fallen down the well. Yeah, she just like has. I mean, there used to be this like sort of defense where it was like, look, I've owned the book since I was a child, and. I want to reread those and and they're my books and you know like yeah J.K. Rowling wrote them but but I but I enjoy this and I can just kind of ignore everything she says but now that there's new Harry Potter content coming out that she's definitely going to profit from it's like uh, hmm, yeah complicated so um yeah and I definitely want to want to support a company that's like abusing its workers but like also welcome to late stage capitalism mm-hmm. so where everything is inter all all there are 10 people in the world and they all own everything yeah you know and, and all of it uses prison labor so yeah um which is of course absolutely terrible and i'm not trying to justify yeah. that but i am saying like i think you kind of have to draw your own line oh god yeah so. i mean you've got to you have to decide for yourself how much how much you want something, how much you're willing to pay for it and how like how how limber you can mentally gymnastics your way into justifying your purchase. Like I pers- which isn't that's not meant to like shame anybody for buying a game. That's just I do it as well. Yeah. And that and that I mean and I, I love Nintendo. I am sure Nintendo uses some practices that I do not approve of. Right? Most likely. Yeah. 100%. They have to. They have to. Yeah. For, I, it's 
the next Pokemon release, I'm going to scrutinize very hard because I don't want to pay Nintendo tax for it again. Well, I'm also mm. 95% sure that Nintendo uses prison labor. All right, so we've talked about Crunch a little bit before. Yeah, there's no way in hell Nintendo isn't using Crunch on some of their games. Oh, yeah. 100%. They, I mean, they have to be. Yeah. So... Like, it's it's not bad to use crunch sparingly, but from, like, the start of development cycle till the end of development cycle, which can be anywhere from, like, 6 to 18 to 24 to 72 months, I don't goddamn know. I'm not in the industry. I'm just, I'm just a fan of faith, if you will. I'm pulling myself uh, a glass of wine for this conversation, by the way. Hell yeah. It's Roll tide. in the morning. Um, yeah. No, but uh, just to since we're talking about this, I'm going to go ahead and bring up something real quick that isn't Nintendo related, but is a is mm. a thing that happens. So um, I think I've mentioned this series before, but it's uh, and um, she's going by a different name now on YouTube, but it's Digini's uh, Astros War Sucks series. Ah, and mm. in one of the um, so Astros War Sucks is about the anime Asterix War and how terrible it is. It's a really excellent deep dive into this kind of mediocre anime and why Digi hates this type of anime, essentially. And it's really, really interesting. Um, I would highly recommend watching it. She actually just released, like, just a super long, like, compilation of the entire series, so you can just watch it in one video Oh, God, now. it's four hours yeah, long. Yeah, it's so long. Jesus Christ. Um, but it's really excellent. And in one of the sections, she talks about A1 Pictures, the studio that produces Asterisk War. Now, A1 Pictures uh, puts out a shit ton of anime. I mean, a shit ton of anime just comes out every year anyways, because they release, like, I mean, obviously not this year because of COVID, but... Typically, in a typical anime season, which we've talked about before, is like, you know, fall, winter, spring, summer, not a, an American TV season, right? Um, 16 to 24 new anime come out. A1 Pictures puts out more than most studios. And their releases include um, Erased, which is a show I really like. Uh, it also includes um, Sword Art Online, which is... An anime that absolutely blew the fuck up, which is kind of amazing because it's pretty terrible. Um, mm -hmm. And in that section about A1 Pictures, Digi talks about how one of their workers um, took his own life and before he did was cited by his doctor of as working 600 hours a month, which Dizzy, Digi says isn't possible because, and if it is possible, it only gave him four hours a day to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, unfortunately, that's just a really common attitude in all entertainment industries in general. And not just in Japan, but all over the place. TV, video games, you know, in theater here. Um, when I was taking theater classes in college, my teachers would often be like, expect to miss weddings and funerals. You're not going to see your family on holidays. You're not going to have a break. Wow. You're going to be hustling all the time. And I just mm -hmm. think that's an incredibly unhealthy attitude to have. Because even if you love your job, you still have to live your life. And your life yeah. is not your mm -hmm. job. Oh, God, no. So. Like, a lot of places don't really understand a good, healthy work-life balance. They just want to squeeze as much work out of you as possible. 
Well, yeah, because in capitalism, your life should be your job. Yeah. Yep. I, I just, I keep thinking about this guy from A1 Pictures who took his own life, and I'm just like, you know, his dream was probably to work in the anime industry and be an animator. Yeah. Like, that was probably all he wanted to do ever since he was a child and watched... I mean, God, he was probably our age if he was working at A1 Pictures, you know, when around the time Astro's War came out. So, like, so he, I mean, I just, I just think he must have been watching, like, Dragon Ball Z and Yu Hakusho and, you know, fucking Sailor Moon and shit and just falling in love with anime. And then he grows up and gets the job he always wanted only for it to turn out like this. And that shit makes me incredibly sad. Yeah, because you know? we're all aspiring artists, essentially. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, well, I hate the idea of getting what you want and still being miserable. You know. Well, there's there's a grain of truth in those Faustian tales. Yeah, I guess. Or, or monkey Pawsian, however you want to word it. Like, at the end of the day, everything sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if there's yeah. one message we can leave you with, l- listener, it's that everything's terrible. Take joy yeah. where you can, I guess. Well, anything I've, what I learned most about like playing video games online with people is people can live in your dream area. Yeah. They can live in your dream country, even your dream town in that country. And they will tell you how fucking shitty it is. Like people who live at the beach fucking hate living at the beach some of them do some of them they live in heaven some of them just actively fucking hate it but it's just bewildering like the grass isn't always greener yeah but you just gotta figure out how to make if you if you if that's your grass you gotta figure out how to make it green i guess um but yeah it's just it's very it's very sobering conversation we're having at Habcast yeah. today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Very sobering. It's ironic that Ari whipped out some wine. I feel you. I almost had tequila a minute ago. <laughs> you know, this conversation started out so lighthearted and happy. Here we were having a yep. fun conversation about shit-talking video game companies. What the fuck <laughs> happened? And then we got real sad. So I'm, I'm going to take this as a moment to offer a segue. Okay. So, earlier I texted you, you guys that I had a story I wanted to tell on Habcast. I didn't yes. want to tell you, I didn't want to give you any hints. I wanted to tell you as it was told to me by my mother on my way to school this morning. Okay. <laughs> so, I was driving my mom off to school, and she's like, hey, Laura was telling this story last night. Were you in there for it? I was like, no, I was not. Hit me with this goddamn story. So, apparently at a park somewhere in Los Angeles... I don't know. This has been fairly recently, and these stories have been happening for quite some time. It involves a park. It is very early in the morning, and it's very foggy a morning. Not like Silent Hill fog, but like just enough to like make the 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 hair on the back of your neck kind of tighten and like stiffen. You know what I'm saying? It's a little creepy. Mm-hmm. So this lady is out walking her dog, and. She sees this child emerge from the fog. And she's like, all right, well, that's fucking creepy as hell. Maybe not going to pay attention to that. Then she's having a good time with her dog, throwing a ball. Just the dog brings it back, and then she turns around, and the kid introduces himself. 
And it's very, like, real to her that it's a very real child, like, standing a few feet from her. And she's like, well, uh, are you from around here? And the kid goes, no. And, like, just starts playing, like, by himself and shit, having a good old time. And, like, time, like, goes on and she's about to leave. And, like, the last time she saw, like, the kid was probably, like, 50 feet away from her, just, like, playing with, like, a stick or something. And... She, like, gets the dog in the car and, like, turns around, and the kid is probably two feet from her. Like, not in her face, because it's a child. Mm -hmm. But, like, close enough to be fucking creepy as hell. And the kid, or the lady, just, like, goes aback, and is, like, creeped the fuck out. And all she can think to do is, like, offer the kid a ride home, because it's a kid. Like, maybe he's lost. Maybe he needs, like, a ride home or some shit, you know? And the kid, he's like, yeah, I need a ride home, please. I would very much like that. And so the lady starts driving this child home. And he never exactly tells her where they're going. He only gives her, like, maybe a direction or two. Like, like take this left, and then we're going to go straight a while. Directions like that, very ambiguous, very weird directions for a child to be giving, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, like, eventually the kid goes, all right, stop right here. This is where I live. You want to guess what happens next? Oh, God. T- this, t- is, this is like that, that fucking uh, Korean mo- horror manga thing that just the jump scare, the HTML yeah. program jump scare. Yep. Okay, keep going. take a stab at what no, happens? no. Yes, I want to know what yeah, happens. Yeah, I want to know what happens. Just, I'm not going to take a stab at it, though. No stabs, only the, talk. The kid grabs the lady's tits and runs out of the car. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, this has been happening for, like, quite some time. And, like, a lot of... When, like, this came and, like, was, like, brought on, like, the news, a lot of the ladies came forward and were like, Hey, that happened to me, too. Like, they didn't... They all, like... It hasn't, they're not saying if it's all the same park, but they all have the same eerie story about a child like doing all of that and then asking for a ride. And I was like, I was creeped the fuck out because black eyed kids' stories are like the ones that really creep me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was expecting the whole goddamn time. I was like, when the fuck is this like the kid's eyes is going to turn black and he's going to fucking stab her. I don't goddamn know. It's going <laughs> to fucking happen. I know it. But no, he just gropes her and runs out of the car, which leads huh. me to believe that it's not really a child, that it's just a, a small a person. Ghost. It's a it's a pervy somebody. It's a pervy, a pervert ghost. <laughs> That pervert's been dead for 69 years. First of all, that's absolutely <laughs> the plot of a hentai. Probably. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Speaking of hentai plots, this week's episode of Supernatural <laughs> is, has a name. And the name of Penny, the episode Pen- oh. is Plucky Perky Penny, Penny Whistles. Whistles Magical Menagerie. Oh, it's Plucky oh, Penny Whistles. Plucky Penny Whistles. Pervy. Did you think Pervy Penny Whistles? It's a little on the nose. I'm kidding. It is. It is a little on the nose. I almost said penny plucky whistles. That almost happened. (laughs) It's a little on the cock. I think... Well, I think we are going to have a lot to say about this episode. For first things first, Travis, what's this episode about? 
Sam and Dean stay at a pizza place overnight, and the animatronics come to life. It's Five Nights at Freddy's, guys. Okay, got it. Just yep, succinct <laughs> to the did point. It. We made it you. there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Hell okay. Yeah. And we're back. We sure the fuck yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yep. Like, I remember not exactly enjoying this episode, like, from a ways, ways, ways back. But as I was saying, I dropped my mom off to school. I was like, you know what? After season six, and that's just my defense for enjoying some of these <laughs> trashier episodes, <laughs> is that, like, you know what? These are fine. This is a funny, goofy, not super great B horror thingy time yeah there were it was like there were parts of this episode that i liked i like i I liked the the deaths were funny and the deaths were funny yeah and there was some cool stunts um i liked how much it made me want to rewatch predator what (laughs) that's what really yeah if it bleeds you can yeah if it bleeds you can kill it is a predator line oh yeah but i was just like what what else the the line if it bleeds you can kill oh, it that was it like, okay that was the whole was like a dozen fucking times that'll do it man if it bleeds you can kill um, it um I fucking love this episode or maybe I love to hate it or maybe I hate to love it I'm not quite yeah, sure probably yeah. yeah um my new my new number one fear is being killed in a ball pit yeah that's the worst way to go. <laughs> I thought, I was, see, that was one of my favorite deaths. I thought that was really cool and funny. I thought it was it really was cool that. and funny, too, but I'm here to tell you, first of all, ball pits are just disgusting. Children are gross, so, like, ball oh, pits... Oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think ball pits exist anymore. Well, not, not, in, not, these, in, the, not, not in these quarantines. Yeah, not in these corona. Ball well, pits no, in the I mean, like, corona are definitely not a thing. Ball pits have been going steadily out of fashion for the last ten years. Oh. Yeah, because kids would shit in them, puke in them, piss in yeah. them, and they were a nightmare to clean. So this mm-hmm. place is like, I mean, Plucky Penny Whistles is just a Chuck E. Cheese knockoff, like, yeah, down yeah. to the shitty pizza, Yep. Um, which I don't know if you've eaten Chuck E. Cheese pizza in like the last, I don't know, decade, but I have, and it is not not great. They should just serve that, like, 90s lunchroom pizza. Like, that yeah, still I mean, has to be in a freezer somewhere. Just, they should just serve that. Just get, to the, yeah. just get to the fucking point, guys. We get it. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. I will say, though, I mean, it's edible in the way that, like, all pizza is kind of edible, but it's not very Anything's good. edible yeah. if you've got enough heart. Yeah, if you believe Fuck. in yourself and maybe... <laughs> yep. If you believe in the, <laughs> the heart of the farts. I mean, you, believe... you definitely can swallow anything you yeah, want. Yeah, you can definitely yeah. eat most things. And if you and, believe in your liver to, you know, filter out the impurities enough, you might even survive it. But like, <laughs> fuck, uh, Chuck E. Cheese pizza is, uh, it's pretty bad. And yeah. the pizza at Plucky Penny Whistles looked pretty fucking gross as well. So yeah. good mm-hmm. job, guys. You really nailed those details. I'm going to take us through a really quick synopsis because I know I never do it. Okay. Yeah. I'm proud of you so Sam. <laughs> 
So Sam and Dean are like Dean wants literally any job that doesn't involve kids or hot women, which I mean, which is totally understandable for like what he's recently gone through. Right. Like that real quick pregnancy and whatnot. And then that late soonish, weirdly timed abortion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I wish you could have seen those head movements I made because that was fun. But <laughs> super late term abortion. Well, well, in the in the grand scheme of things, like that was still like what the first like three weeks of the pregnancy. Oh yeah, it was definitely. But in, first that's neither hither nor tither. <laughs> but any hoozle. <laughs> so they're looking for any job that's not that, and they stumble upon like what was the first fucking death? It was weird. Oh, uh, guy got octopus to death. Yeah, he got octopus to death. He got sucked to death yeah. by everyone's hentai wet dream. And <laughs> so they they find this job and they find another job that's even like or like the, another murder which is a unicorn, which they think it's a dude on a horse with a lance, which is just hilarious cuz that whole death scene is amazing. And then they go back to Plucky's and I'm going to go like it's so facto because we're going to spend more time talking about this shit anyway. There's this creepy dude just using the basement to do these elaborate spells using kids fears to kill their parents that he finds shitty mm-hmm. just because his own parents apparently let his brother die, which is kind of ambiguous at the ending with what happens to him. And then, and the whole while, Sam is because we get these elaborate flashbacks or flash forwards of Sam having to fight clowns, which he is deathly afraid of. Yeah. And kudos for him for standing up to his his fears and traumas and whatnot. That takes a lot of heart. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I feel like that's the best synopsis this deserves. Something I want to goddamn talk about is. <laughs> Why the fuck didn't that manager mention the sub-basement? Why did we have to learn about it from Cliff, the guy in the dog suit? Which I thought it was hilarious that Clifford was in the dog suit, by the way. Yeah, that was a good one. Yes. That was a solid joke. Kudos, Supernatural. I... Kudos to whoever wrote this episode. Why the fuck didn't that manager mention, hey, there's this weird guy doing spells in our sub-basement? Was but the manager the one who was like, get stressed and go out back and smoke once. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's why. First of all, I fucking love the manager, all right? Yeah. (laughs) She is wonderful, okay? She is wonderful. She is. She was great. um, She was a good red herring. That's Jean Holiday, and she's played by Jennifer Spence, um, who is a multiple award-winning actor. Oh. Known for her regular roles on You, Me, Her, Travelers and Continuum. Which have to be, I mean, they have to be a fucking, those fucking Canadian shows. I've never heard of these. I've heard of Continuum. Yeah, Continuum was on sci-fi, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's. Or was it Stargate Continuum? No, it was, it's just Continuum. It's a different show. I know, like. I can yeah, I can bring up the poster in my mind. Also, I just right-clicked mm. open new tab, IMDb'd it, so I'm I'm looking at it, mm. but it is okay, and it is it's a Canadian show too. It just also aired in the US on um oh, okay. on sci-fi. Yes. 
I think is Sci-Fi a Canadian company? No. Or do they just have like a penchant for Canadian shows and actors? Well, a lot of like. I mean, same with CW. Yeah, like, they, same with CW like, films pretty much everything in Canada. USA. Yeah. Canada's just cheaper to film in than LA. You know, Vancouver. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of like TV filming that goes there. But I think. Yeah, it's amazing how much of Vancouver looks like the lower 48 states. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, do you ever think about the fact that, like, Hawaii is fucked? Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. They're in several different ways, man. Fucked to hell if they ever yeah. get attacked by supernatural creatures. They, there has to be, like, a Hawaii-specific branch of hunters that just oh, take man. care of the Probably. whole island and fuck the rest of the country. When man. we remake Supernatural in 35 to 45 years, uh... <laughs> There's going to be a whole season, <laughs> a whole season dedicated to hunting in Hawaii. Yes. Fuck and yeah, Sam and man. Dean don't appear in it at all. It's just Hawaiian hunters. Yeah. yeah. Hawaii flay <laughs> God damn it. flay I think you mean. I did say flay Um, But yeah, I, uh, um, I loved her. She's great. Just a final yeah. note about Continuum. I'm pretty sure that is a... That is a uh, Canadian show that just was syndicated by sci-fi as opposed to Probably, a sci-fi yeah. show that just happens to be set in Canada. But I could be absolutely wrong. Nah, yeah, Ben is right. Sci-fi does have a lot of like syndicated shows from Canada, like Lost Girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that show is trash. Oh, this show. But it's my trash. <laughs> yes, it was. Ugh, Lost Girl is so bad, but I love it. <laughs> there's a lot of shows that are like that they're just utter fucking gutter trash but there's so much fun to Look, watch it stars a pi who is also a bisexual succubus like what the fuck am i like who made the they made this show for me yeah. <laughs> have you seen winona is like a fast talking human who's also from the you know whose family is from eastern europe like they made her for me she's the best character yeah no on on paper, these characters sound amazing, but there's a lot of shows. Like the one I spent the most time with is probably Winona Earp, just to a previous relationship. Now, do I want to go back through that show? Kinda, yeah, oh. because it was it was red. It's trash, but it's red as fuck. No, that show is absolutely <laughs> on my list of things to watch because it is apparently got a, a really front forward like, um, like WLW queer relationship. Yeah. Oh, uh, of yes. Of course, all my queer friends are like. Hell fucking yes. Mm-hmm. Pew, pew, pew. So I've got to, that's on my list. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want to talk about one of my favorite things from the episode was the fact that, so we had the flash forwards with Sam getting his absolute ass kicked by these two fucking clowns. Yeah. yeah. Juggalos, as he Juggal- called them. He called uh-huh. Which made me happy. Just, which is amazing at the yeah. end of the episode. Who's going Sammy hunting? We's going Sammy hunting. Oh my Sorry. Jesus Christ. Um, but every time it flashed back to what Sam and Dean were doing, like solving the case, it had yeah. the um, like 60 it hours. It had the 24 yes, countdown. The 24 oh, God. Countdown. Yes. And it did the sound. It did. It did the ticking sound. Why did it happen? Guys, that was great. I, I took did a love shot. That. 
I took a shot of my TV when it said right friggin' now. I was like, we're making this into a meme. I don't know what the fuck we're using it for, but we're making this into a meme for when the, this episode comes out. I was out. gonna bring yeah. that out. I was gonna bring that fucking up. The right friggin' now was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> fucking hilarious. This episode, we've talked we talked about kind of at the beginning, like this episode is kind of terrible, but it's kind of amazing in how bad it is. Oh, well, God, it's one yes. of those where it's like, I feel like it's bad, but they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they, yes. they also because, know this is a good... <laughs> <laughs> because even in the dialogue, uh, after they go see the octopus guy, they were like, this seems a little crazy, even for us. Yeah, this is... This, yeah. I mean, this is definitely our bag, but like, what the fuck yeah. is in this bag? Yeah. <laughs> what LSD trip is in this goddamn bag? Oh my God. Yeah, Travis, when you watch this episode, the minute the like villain showed up, were you instantly like, okay, he's the bad guy? Uh, what was his name? Lloyd Howard. When yeah, when Howard showed up, was his name? Hold Howard? on, I'm bringing I'm bringing yes. it up on IMDb. Yeah, it I, is I looked Howard. at it on the wiki. Yeah, right. when yeah when Howard showed up, I was just like. It's that fucking guy. It's like the, yeah. uh, here, cause the, like, <laughs> he's like fucking Soichi from Juji Ito with the nails in his mouth and the fucking candle yeah, thing well, on his head. The way he, of course looked, he's evil. He looked like, <laughs> he looked like one of the McPoyles from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> he looked like a McPoyle crossed with the mains from The Big Bang Theory. And I looked at him and I was just like, oh man, it's gonna be that guy. <laughs> He's yeah. too he's too upbeat about everything. Oh god. I, one thing I liked was this episode everyone that Sam interviewed was like the stereotypes of working in the service industry. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's the person who has to get high to get through the shift. There's mm-hmm. the person who may or may not be an ex convict. Yep. There's um overworked single mom. Overworked yeah. single mom and then incredibly chipper guy who's also doing dark magic in the basement. Yeah, we've all uh, been there. Oh my god, I remember notes. when I was working at Old Heidelberg, it's this little German restaurant, we all had to wear dirndls. Um, look up what that is. Oh, Jesus. Iris would disappear 30 to 40 minutes in the middle of her shift, don't know where she went, but whenever she came back, somebody fucking died. It was crazy. Absolutely fucking, they were strangled to death by a schnitzel. It was fucking nuts. <laughs> Have you seen 30 to 40 different patrons of a restaurant just, like, get fakes fucked to death by a bratwurst? Because I sure as fuck have. It's crazy. I think I saw that on a straight-to-sci-fi movie once or twice. Yeah, I mean, that did it, the killer bratwurst. Yeah. The death by brat. Yeah. So. The worst bratwurst. The worst worst bratwurst. (laughs) That's good. I'm going to write that one down for later. (laughs) going to... Still the old ideas but notebook. Since since we're talking about the dudes working there, I want to talk about Saul, the uh, the janitor. Oh because yeah, he Ugh, was Saul. a part of one of he's a part of one of my favorite, at least favorite cliches, What's which that? is dude with interva- intervention or dude with inter- information. Sorry, uh, that was a Freudian slip. Um, Deep throat. Dude, yeah, dude with information gets immediately killed. Oh yeah, which happens a bunch but i at least enjoyed this kill which like i don't think we really got to see the shark other than like maybe a tail or a fin God, you know what would have been so appropriate for this episode if the jaws theme had started playing 
Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Just drop that fucking reference. Yes. Was it a shark or was it just kind of like an unseen monster? I don't remember no, seeing a, a fin. it was a shark. Oh. Dane oh, okay. says like the bite looks like a shark or a shark bite because it looked like oh, twenty right. feet wide yeah, and from then, like from and his guesstimation. One of the pictures. So the way that this guy is killing people, um, Howard is killing people, is children are encouraged because I don't know the person who owns Plucky Penny Whistles is a fucking monster slash amateur <laughs> child psychologist. But they're encouraged to draw their fears and then plucky turns them into rainbows and candy yeah you know i mean what sounds more fun uh hellscape chuck e cheese where kids are screaming and throwing up shitty pizza or hellscape chuck e cheese where kids are screaming in terror and throwing up shitty pizza you you get to choose (laughs) but um one of the, so they're drawing their fears and like one of the the first girl whose dad dies is her fear is a vampire octopus. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy and the boy whose dad dies, his fear is fucking unicorns. Which like is that valid? Is that a valid fear? Or should, should we mock this child for having a dumb? Fear? The way no, the way that kid drew that unicorn, it's a valid fear. I mean, that's valid. He drew yeah. a death unicorn. Yeah. To be fair, a that unicorn. kid, that kid probably stayed up way too late one night and saw that robot chicken sketch, the My Little Apocalypse <laughs> yes. Pony sketch, yeah. yes. and was like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> So what you're saying is I I drew that picture, Travis. Yeah. I stayed up too late, watched Adult Swim, and then came up with a crippling fear of unicorns. I will say, I, I have never been scared of clowns, minus the 2016 clowns coming out of the woods to scare people with axes. <laughs> what if it happened? Oh, God. God. It just fizzled away. It just fizzled away. Yeah. It finally stopped One happening. One day we were all talking mm-hmm. about clowns, and then Donald Trump got elected, and he became clown in chief, and we That's just stopped fair. talking about clowns. Oh, man. all we are is glitter in the yeah, wind. Yeah, and then we all became but... clowns because Donald Trump won the presidency. That's what fucking happened. Yeah. Um, That's fair. But, uh, yeah, so... But yeah, let's talk about how goddamn creepy those clowns were when Sam came in. Dude, they were Do you so think we were seeing those through Samovision? Absolutely. Like, like we were seeing how creepy they were just because he was finding them so creepy. Yes. Yeah, definitely. definitely yes. I can, I like, I don't think like no one would have if they're going to care about kids' health and like mental health and psyche and whatnot. They're not going to have like one with like that, like a clattering fucking teeth. Oh, absolutely not. Like, well, okay. First of all, if 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 it's okay, if the if the clowns that Sam sees are just how they are in real life. That the person, the fucking galaxy brain genius, who thought it was a good <laughs> idea to put that goddamn animatronic clown at the door so it could greet people when it walks by, deserves to be taken out and shot. That thing was Hell terrifying. Yeah. If was I was terrifying. a child, I would have pissed my pants to see that shit. And <laughs> being like, oh, hello, welcome, children. And I was like, yeah, welcome to the fucking Thunderdome. That shit is scary yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I have never understood a fear of clowns until this episode. 
Well, some are fucking creepy, like Pennywise, and especially oh, like yeah. Pennywise from like the 80s, 90s. Yeah. Like that level of shit. And then like the idea of like John Wayne Gacy and whatnot. Okay. All right, I get that. that, that but is like, genuinely, yeah, that's scary. But like just a, like a regular fear of clowns and whatnot, I don't like get. All, like if I, if, okay, so. Like, I can't imagine watching, I don't know, Dumbo and seeing the clowns that show up in, like, the the circus animated portions and being like... Hey, spoilers for Dumbo. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, hey, hey. Our audience represents the 1% of the population that doesn't know what fucking happens in goddamn Dumbo, okay? No. Um, but, yeah. I can't imagine anyone seeing those clowns and being scared, but the clowns this episode, I was like... Yeah, I don't feel like I like them. Yeah, they they were like they were all right. Yeah, I will say the I mean, two I've, clowns that were attacking Sam, I didn't think were very creepy. Eh, for like ones coming after him and like not leaving him alone because they were sent to kill him. But they were no. They were creepy. They were no House of a Thousand Corpses creepy. Well, Sid Haig in fucking House of a Thousand Corpses as fucking Captain Spaulding, he's just meant to be like an old, like a redneck. He's not meant to be super creepy. Uh, but Oh, mission like, not even, accomplished. Like, he's terrifying. All right, that's fair. That, that's <laughs> like, fair. Good job. But, I mean, if his mission was to be creepy, good fucking job. If his mission was to look I, like a normal person, mm, no. A big yeah. F. But, <laughs> Failed. Like, You've got, like, Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal, especially Twisted Metal Black, because I feel like that's the one you get the best view of, Sweet Tooth. Like, I wouldn't even say they're as creepy as him. Um, I just don't think they were very creepy. The thing that those clowns mm-hmm. had going on is they were really laughy, which, of course, like, clowns are. Um, It's that creepy laugh, you know? Yeah, they were laughing, and then their teeth were kind of, like, fuck, they were just, like, not brushed. Yeah. Like, these were definitely clowns who don't floss, you know? Like, if they had been the fucking, like, killer clowns from outer space clowns, if they had, like, gone that direction with them, yeah. that would have been so much better. That would have been way cooler. I mean, if they had been Pennywise. Well, that's, I mean, that's, we're saying the same thing, just with, like, different references, almost. That's, that's valid. Yeah. That's fair and valid. Yeah. Very balanced, even. Honestly, either way would have been better than what they did, which, like, sure, I've complained a lot this season about dudes in suits, but this is probably, like, the best dude in suit thing know. we've seen in a I minute. I mean, at least it's not normal people with weird eyes. That's also they true. They have to yeah, put on a wig true. and makeup, you know? Yeah. yeah, dudes with contact lenses. Well, and even though we didn't get to see the octo-vampire, I mean, that is a... That would have been so cool. That would have been cool as shit. Fuck but, yeah. I mean, that is a pretty, like... That's a hefty... Like, the special effects that we saw for the death, yeah. for the cadaver, was, was probably enough to give us, like, yeah. a cool... Yeah. Like, because I brought it, like, really early on in this podcast when I was talking about Rosemary's Baby, the original ending, which is you let the audience imagine the thing is going to be like way better than whatever you can put together yeah, anyway. Our imagination, our imagination is way worse than anything you can describe. Exactly. Um, one thing I do want to bring up real quick is uh, in relation to the octopus thing. Oh, fuck me. I had a thought. Now it's gone. 
Be gone. Got, be, oh, here's what it got, is. Be gone. There's a line. Oh. So basically, Sam and Dean are like, okay, we get that somebody is using these kids' fears to turn their greatest fears into a real and then kill their parents for being bad parents, essentially. But whom's the fuck is doing this? And at one point, right. Sam's like, is it angels? And Dean says, I don't know. Seems a little creative for the God Squad, which, first of all, that's an amazing line. It's a great yeah. line. <laughs> like, it's a little imaginative for the God Squad, don't you think? Fantastic. 10 out of 10, Andrew Dabb. That is an excellent line. Second of all, the absolutely the... correct. Is it incorrect or correct? No, correct. Okay. Hell it yeah. is a little imaginative for the God Squad. Um, 100%. An angel would never come up with this shit. I don't know. Maybe Gabriel. But any, mm-hmm. any other angel. But he's dead. So, like... <laughs> Um, any other angel, definitely not. For sure, no. Hell yeah. For sure, no. And um, I think that this kind of gets to something. So we talked about, you know, how this episode is kind of like so bad, it's actually pretty great. Yeah. Um, yes, Supernatural. This is how I want you. I want you yes. to be like when you're bad, I want you to go. I mean, I want you to be bad. Mm-hmm. I want you to be weird and fucking crazy. And when I explain the plot of this show to people who haven't seen Supernatural, I want them to go, what the fuck is this? And be like, yeah. I get you, but it's kind of amazing. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I want. And when I when you're good, I want you to be good, like with the Leviathan, which is also kind of like goofy and silly in its own way. Um, oh, which God, we got yeah. uh, some of this episode because like they're still looking for information on Dick. And mm-hmm. Sam's like, so we got dick on dick, huh? And Dean's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's a vivid good. way of saying we that. Have... <laughs> Dean Winter, Jensen Ackles might as well have turned to the camera and been like, we're running out of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many more penis of dick. puns can we make? <laughs> on the W. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, since this is an HBO, how far can we go with this? Like, <laughs> how much shaft can we show? Yeah, basically, we gotta tickle the balls a little bit. We can't just go full into the dick puns. We gotta, t- we gotta leave them wanting more. We gotta tickle the balls. How much shaft can we show before we have to censor? Basically, it? put those little keep that alliteration here's, going. We'll do a hentai censoring, right? Yeah. Where we just put a little bar with the bars. Yes. You still see, oh, like, fuck. the full dick, but it's like, boop, there it is, covered, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine, don't worry about it. Oh, uh, damn. You don't know what we're talking but about, yeah. you're underage, so stop looking at me. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have been listening <laughs> yeah, to this podcast anyway, dog. Yeah. God, we have so many, we gained another high school listener, and I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have such bad influences, please. I mean, I appreciate you, but also, God damn it. This kid's going to be fucked yeah. up, man. We're starting to realize what our demographic is. <laughs> Fucking hell. I learned a lot. We got an email from one of our high school listeners, and they were basically like, please keep doing what you're doing. Please don't feel the need to censor yourself. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That is not the issue here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, we shall not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, but we appreciate and love you guys, um, especially 
those of you in high school, we just hope we're like a good influence or whatever the fuck. Don't do anything Ben says. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even do what I yeah, say. Ben, ben doesn't even do half the shit that he says he does. So, oh, speaking of things that high schoolers definitely shouldn't do, let's talk about meth for a minute. <laughs> Oh, yeah. about Cliff and his brother. Good old Cliff. So I've been thinking about <laughs> meth a lot recently um, because one of my uh, favorite coworkers is from Coleman, ah, um, nice. Alabama. And oh, that's right. You, not from you told us that story. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I've done meth once. And I was like, yeah, that fucking tracks. Um, yep. So uh, I've been thinking about meth a lot. And in this character, in this episode, Cliff the big friendly dog um, who they kind of chase down is like, that meth lab wasn't mine. It was my brother's, but we had the same DNA or fingerprints because we're twins. And Dean's just like, look, I don't give a, I don't give a shit. About I don't that. care about you broke bad. And then Cliff later is like, yeah, we do shrooms in the basement, man. It was fucking great. And that's how Sam and Dean learned about the sub basement. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say this. Does that guy look like a meth user? No, absolutely no. not. No, but he definitely looks like somebody who does shrooms on the rag. Yeah, 100%. Well, that's what he was saying. His brother's yeah. the meth oh, okay. user. Fair. Yeah, He's just doing shrooms in the basement. He's having a chill time well, yeah. being it's, Cliff the dog. He said this like, was the best job he's ever had, and I fucking believe yeah, him. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. fucking true. <laughs> yeah, it's like the one brother tells only tr- lies, and the other one only tells nothing but truths. Yeah, and... It's like one only does meth and one only does shrooms. I'm just saying, if you're jumping from um, meth to, or if you're jumping from shroom, shrooms to meth, maybe slow the fuck down. All right? Slow yeah. roll, try, dog. Try fuck. some X Get off the ride. First. Absolutely. Yeah, there, is a, there is an order to these things, a gradient, if mm-hmm. you will. All right? Suspect yeah, I learned in D.A.R.E. <laughs> That once you try pot, then you try acid, and then you're gay and you die of AIDS. Yeah. And then you get look, pregnant I'm, and you go to hell. All I'm just saying is meth is definitely the type of drug where you look at meth once and then suddenly you're sucking dick in a parking lot for quarters. All right? For a goddamn yeah. double cheeseburger from McDonald's. That's yeah, what we've meth all, is. We've all seen dazed, or we've all seen fucking, uh, what is it? That Dave Chappelle movie. I had it and now it's gone. Dave Chappelle movie? Yeah, the one about weed. Oh, um, Half Baked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Half Baked. That movie. Yeah, Yeah, it's been a while. I was thinking of Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, right? No, 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 no. No. It's it's a lot of stuff. There's heroin and pills and Mm. something else. I think there's cocaine. Cocaine is probably it. Yeah. But yeah, there's a line in uh, Half Baked where like Bob Saget is like, "I sucked a dick for cocaine. What the f- what's the worst you ever did for weed, you some bitch? <laughs> Boo this uh, man! I don't know. Hung out with my drug dealer a little bit, pretended I cared about what his kids were doing. I think that's the worst yeah. thing I've ever done for weed. <laughs> worst thing I ever did was listen to A7X, kind of on purpose." <laughs> 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 Who's who's the person that has the joke about like hanging out and smoking with your weed dealer is not the same as like getting takeout food because you don't get takeout and then eat the takeout with the person who brought it to you? I don't know. That's funny. I think it's a John Mulaney bit, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Probably. I, I, I just wanna go ahead and mention like don't do meth kids. You know what I mean? Like 
No, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna say don't do anything, I'm only say do meth if you're prescribed Adderall. There you go. I mean, that's like <laughs> even then, don't. That's just, like just I don't do know, Adderall. First Fuck. Meth. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just maybe yeah. never graduate to that second level. I feel like actually, yeah. you know what? If you have ADHD, do some meth because then <laughs> bypass you'll be able to get something done. <laughs> if you have ADHD, don't give Big Pharma your money. <laughs> Yeah. Make it yourself in your bathtub. Yeah, yeah break up that Adderall and then <laughs> right, snort it. Rent oh, an yeah. RV, Get that go out to the middle of the desert, hang out in your underwear, brandish a gun around. That's how you do meth. I've yep. seen the first episode of Breaking Bad and nothing else. <laughs> so I'm sure it works out for Walter White and everything's fine. Yep. <laughs> I just want to go ahead and mention, seriously, don't do meth. Meth is definitely the drug that, like, because... I am not a like alarmist on drugs by any means, but when somebody's like, "Yeah, I do meth casually," I'm just like, "If you do meth once, you will no, get you pregnant don't. and yeah, die." Yeah, you don't do no meth casually. Fucking does meth casually? That is not possible. You either are all in or you don't do meth, and those are the two options. <laughs> I have a fucking joke about this. I, I absolutely. <laughs> No one fucking, if anyone says they do meth casually, they are a fucking liar and they have absolutely so sucked dick in a Wendy's parking lot for <laughs> spicy chicken nuggets. <laughs> Sorry. I'm actually retooling the yeah. meth joke I have and I'm practicing it here just in case y'all couldn't yeah. tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, can tell. Thank you. Have y'all had the spicy chicken McNuggets uh, yet? Yeah, yes, I have. Amazing. Dude, yeah. they're so they're good. They're pretty great. Fuck. I would smoke some meth for those nuggets. <laughs> I would suck dick in a Wendy's parking lot and then cross, hop over the bushes to McDonald's. Jesus. I was pissed the fuck off that they were out of that mighty hot sauce. I was pissed Ooh. off, man. That buffalo sauce ain't bad, That's just the new Szechuan. Eh. I'm, not, I'm trying real hard not to be affiliated with Rick and Morty fans. <laughs> That's valid. Okay, so let's get back to let's stop talking about meth for once in our lives, guys. Oh my let's, god, let's not up this podcast episode, anymore. Every episode of Hey Ass, but we mm. spend ten to twenty minutes just talking about meth. Okay, anyway, it's either meth, you hawk a show, or food. Pretty man. much, yeah. Okay, yeah. I want to talk about the writer of this episode, Andrew Dab. Um, okay, does he dab on those haters? Um, he kind of oh, dabs on the haters. Oh, he's. He's got a lot under his belt, huh? Yeah, so I had these sort of um, love-hate relationship with Andrew Dabb. Yeah, I can see I can see why. Yeah, so he wrote uh, Yellow Fever, After School Special, and Jump the Shark, all of which are not oh. great episodes. Um, he also did, but he also did Hammer of the Gods, Dark Side of the okay. Moon, and I Believe the Children Are Our Future. Um, mm-hmm. He also wrote Weekend at Bobby's, Frontierland... But he also wrote Family Matters and Unforgiven. Yeah. And then in oh, this, this season, he's written The Girl Next Door, Season 7, Time for a Wedding, 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 Plucky Penny Whistle's Magic Menagerie, and then an episode we haven't gotten to yet, There Will Be Blood. <clears throat> so, yeah. He also wrote... Okay, so when I watched this episode... What's up, Tiger Mommy? Yeah... We'll burn that bridge when we get there. Um, he also wrote the season 11, 11, 11, 11. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this wine's taking effect. 
<laughs> he also wrote the season seven or season 11 um, finale, Alpha and Omega. Is that a good one? Uh, <laughs> 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 when I watched Just that episode, see, dog. so I um, watched seasons eight, nine, ten, and eleven, and did not tweet anything about them. I got to Alpha and Omega, and I tweeted out, "This is the worst episode of television I've ever seen." Oh no! Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and I stand the fuck by it. Huh. But then. Oh, he also wrote Wayward Sisters. He did, and he wrote Bloodlines, which is a which is a which was the season nine attempt to do a backdoor pilot. Oh. This motherfucker is the definition of hit or miss. Yes, because he also took over as showrunner starting in season twelve. My favorite oh. <laughs> post season five supernatural season. He also is the show, and he's the showrunner. He'll he's the final showrunner of Supernatural. Um, so if you've liked, so he so he takes over at twelve and takes it to the basically, end. Basically, if you thank you, Andrew. Yeah, Dan. we appreciate God you. Damn. <laughs> thank you for your service and for giving Supernatural the mercy killing it deserves. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> sometimes you have to pretend to like this show. You don't even have to pretend because I know you do sometimes. I do sometimes. You can lie We've to yourself and you can lie to your I cronies, just really but like... you cannot lie to the eyes, the very eyes of Notre Dame. I went to the, I watched Hunchback of Notre Dame last night. Don't worry about it. But I, I really like pretending that I don't like the show, especially on Twitter. Oh my god, you do it all the time. Like on when I think it was you, you tweeted out like, "What's your favorite episode of Supernatural?" and I wrote none of them. <laughs> What's your favorite episode of Supernatural to rewatch? And by the way, one of the answers for that is, um, I think season 14, Time for a Podcast, and Andrew Dabb reference tweeted, uh, on the flip side of that, the worst episode to rewatch is Bloodlines, which was extra hilarious because I was currently rewatching Bloodlines while they tweeted that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and they're not wrong. And that's... <laughs> Also, an Andrew Dab written episode. Uh, yeah, but if you liked any of season 12, 13, 14, or 15, or like the overarching like plot lines, um, that's a Dab written season. So nice. You know, uh, I agree with Ben. He is absolutely the definition of hit or miss. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, dude, his his track record is fucking erratic. Yeah. Jesus some Christ. Some of my favorite episodes and some of my least favorite. Yeah, I think his very first episode was Yellow Fever. Yes. So. Uh, uh. I can definitely see, though, how he kind of does some of the wackier ones because Frontierland is obviously pretty wacky. Oh, um, yeah. Plucky Penny Whistles, like. Out, yeah, for sure. Season seven, time for a wedding was kind of weird, and some of the ones that are coming up are weird as well. The, yeah. Um. God. Every once in a while, I forget there's an episode of season of an episode of Supernatural, and then I read the title of it, and it slaps me in the fucking face. <laughs> it just fucking punches me in the face, and it doesn't stop. Even though I. Um, but and when Supernat he also has plans when Supernatural is done, um, he is set to write for the upcoming Resident Evil series. 
Stab me in the fucking throat. Fine. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, man. So I don't know whether to have hopes or, like, just be disappointed already. This is, that's something Fuck for you to man. look forward to, Ben. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I feel like Tina Belcher. <laughs> but, yeah. And, do you have any strong feelings about Andrew Dab? Well, fucking let us know. On, on, add please us on do. Twitter, please. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um yeah. So yeah. yeah, and I feel like I'm the only supernatural fan who like fucking loves season twelve. So uh, <laughs> every time I'm like, I love season twelve, guys. That's when the show gets good again. Somebody's like, fucking really? Twelve? Are you sure? Yes, I am sure. And soon you'll see why. And then you'll love it too, because I'm just that goddamn persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> all of you will love season 12 god damn it <laughs> alright <laughs> okay um, yeah but any like I feel like we've barely spent any time talking about the episode uh, let's talk about um, the little kid that Dean kind of befriends um, oh yeah I forgot about that little bastard the yeah. kid that uh, he well now I feel bad he's, for the, him, but, he's um, the single mom's kid son. yeah, yeah. and he always has to show up at Penny Whistles because he his mom can't afford daycare or yeah, something. Yeah, she's she's like a yeah. single mom working a shitty job. Um I think his name is It is uh, Tyler. Tyler, yeah. Yeah. Um and he kind of like gives her shit over everything. Uh mm-hmm. I mean not really gives her shit. I don't know. Dean's like you need to let up on your mom. Personally, I thought this mom was a fucking bitch. Uh I mean, she kind of was because he was like she was trying to get him to eat some soup or something, and she was like, "Mom, this soup, this soup is shit." I I'm pretty sure I thought I heard him say the words, "This is shit." It's um, it but, was the pizza. So she oh, said the pizza? she said soup's yeah. on, but then handed him a place of plate of, plate of pizza, oh, okay. and he was like, "Oh, jeez, this pizza is fucking terrible." And, um, I mean, he didn't say those words, but he was like, this pizza sucks. He might as well have. Yeah. And then Dean's like, ah, it can't be that bad. And then he takes a bite and fucking spits it out. And do you know how bad yeah. pizza has to be for <laughs> Dean Winchester not to eat it? Yeah, for pretty real. Do you know how bad. bad anything has to be for Dean Winchester not to eat it? Like, it has to be pretty fucking bad. <laughs> it, it basically has to be a monster part. Or human. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm 90. It has to be something that, like, okay. If it, if it falls under the category of food, He's it has made. to be healthy, a, a monster part, or human, and that's it. Everything else he's pretty much down for. Yeah. So, yeah, this pizza must have been fucking terrible. Um, look, Dean Winchester grew up not knowing where his next meal is going to come from. So, like, he knew, like, you accept food when it's handed to you, pretty much. Um... But yeah, he uh, that that kid. I don't know. I don't really like the kid either. He was fine. He was just kind of like sad, whiny yeah. kid. And I see where he's coming from because I too would hate to have to go to Plucky Penny Whistles every day after school and eat shitty pizza and pretend to do yeah. like yeah. try to do my homework when there's a shit ton of kids screaming and have my mom snap at me all the time because I'm not happy with our lot in life. But I also understand the mom's position where she's like a single mom working a shitty job trying to keep a roof over their heads. You know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, was he just in there so Dean could have a little speech about his childhood? Yeah, it kind of felt that way. Just because, like, he would be the dichotomy against, like, Sam feeling shitty. She's also a red... No, the mom's also a red herring. Yeah. So, it is Mm -hmm. partly in there because Dean's great with kids. And every time we see, like, a child, Dean's going to attempt to bond with it. Although I did think Mm -hmm. it was hilarious (laughs) because Sam was basically like, look, I'll be the bad cop. Mm. And you just... I liked Bad Cop Sam this I liked Bad Cop Sam, too. Especially his interview with Gene. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Gene was like, what What the fuck is happening? I'm sorry, are you suggesting that I murdered someone in our ball pit? Is that what's happening here? (laughs) Yeah, so Bad Cop Sam was pretty fucking great. Oh, I also liked his interview with Howard a lot because he was just like... Do you? I love plucky penny whistles, and I love making children happy. Do you have a thing you love, Mister Winchester? Well, you know, Mister Johnson. <laughs> and Sam was like, "Fuck you, sir." And then yeah, and Sam was go. like, "Fuck you," and then he punched him and flipped the table and was like, "Bomb the bad cop." Um, here's my business card. <laughs> I'm scared of clowns. Um, but uh, yeah, so she's a red oh, herring fun. too because like. So, uh, what's his face? The kid has drawn this little, like, death, death robot. robot that shoots lasers out of its eyes and is the size of a building. And, you know, <laughs> later we find, like, when the kid and the mom are going home, we hear the kid be like, somebody stole my placement and I was attached or something. And the mom's like, fuck you, Timmy, we're fucking leaving. <laughs> And then she kicked him across the room. She was like, getting out of here. And the kid's like, you're right. I'm sorry for even looking at you, sir. And then, like, fucking leaves with his mom. And um, and that's how we know the family's going to be okay. (laughs) You know? Yep. (laughs) She just slams Timmy down. How dare you Like, Stone Cold stunners that fucking kid. I don't want to see another child. They're disgusting, and I hate my job. Um, DDT's the kid yeah, in the fucking, fucking ball pit. <laughs> fucking like body slams him into the ski ball machine and it's like, fuck you. And then she like hits his head against like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. <laughs> Gets like a perfect score. I don't know. But um, <laughs> hilarious child abuse. Uh, uh, but, um, you know, and, and, and Sam and Dean are like, oh, mom's the next target. And Dean's like, okay, his fear is a giant laser shooting robot. And Sam's like, well, at least I'll see it coming. (laughs) Um, But he, uh, so, and then, you know, Dean's left to figure out the sub-basement thing. So she's she's kind of a red herring because, red herring, but not a red herring, because she's still on the list of, like, parents to be offed, like, shitty parents to be offed. But, um, you know, uh, Dean kind of gets down there and confronts Howard and Howard's like, actually, I went over after your brother first because he gave me his business card and I noticed he was scared of clowns because mm, yeah. Jared was really mugging for the camera this episode. So, you know, that's painful. I mean, I mean, yeah. it was, it was, it, I think like the acting was what the episode needed slash deserved. You know what I mean? Like it was like both Jared and Jensen were really over the top, but it was appropriate because the episode was over the top. Yeah. Yeah. If they had just straight faced it, I think everyone would have been like, okay, what the fuck is happening? Right. 
This was as over the top as the the Sylvester Stallone classic over the top. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think this episode is ma is more stop or my mom will shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I get what you're that. saying, but like so yeah. there's something very there's something down. very uh uh Sophia from Golden Girls. Yeah. This episode. Um <laughs> yeah. I feel like if so if there were super if supernatural was consisted of episodes that were very serious and about the plot and then episodes like this and it was a combination of those two i think it would be a fun enjoyable show mm. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Going for the no, 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 hang on. And I feel like sometimes they try to hit that mark, Mm -hmm. but writing an episode like this, I feel like is a lot like writing a comedic sketch where you write it and you perform it, but it's really up to the audience whether it's good or not, right? Like, yeah, hmm. it's it's dependent on the viewer on whether or not it actually hits home Mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like there's been episodes like this in the past, uh, like. A lot of Andrew Dab episodes yeah. that we've we have not really enjoyed, but were supposed to be in this kind of over the top headspace, but okay. it really didn't get there. Well, I feel like episodes of Andrew Dabs that absolutely hit the mark, Frontierland, season seven, mm-hmm. seven time. I keep wanting to make it rhyme, so I keep being like season seven time for a wedding, but that's not. <laughs> Season seven. Season seven. That's not how. It's <laughs> not how that works. I feel like um, you no. know, Frontierland season seven, time for a wedding, kind of hit that. Um, I don't remember there will be blood, so I can't speak to that episode yet. Um, I don't remember. We can, but I don't remember much. We right can now. Bobby's definitely isn't trying to hit that tone, but it's still a great episode. Um, and neither are any really of his season four, season five episodes. And his season, season four episodes are kind of hit or miss. I don't know. But Yellow Fever's okay. Jump the Shark was okay. Um, mm-hmm. But his season five episodes are fucking awesome. Except for Sam Interrupted. Um, but Dark Side of the Moon, Hammer of the Gods, those are great episodes. Hammer of the Gods is probably one of my favorite supernatural episodes of all time. Um, I can do yeah. that. Yeah, it's a good one. So... Um, yeah, I, but I totally see what you're saying. And I kind of wish that Supernatural was this most of the time, or rather all of the episodes that we've been like, I don't know, this episode's mediocre or just like this episode just straight up garbage because of its awful messaging and the fact that it's boring as fuck and totally like just absolutely, you know, kills the character development of one of our favorite characters essentially i wish that instead of that it was this yes that's i think that's what i was trying to say like every episode that's like (laughs) i don't know this episode's just kind of meh i wish it was instead like this Uh and then i wish the good episodes that are being serious still were the good episodes that are being serious but uh, you know i just um Basically, if we can have episodes that have great drama and character development, mm-hmm. 
paired with episodes that don't destroy any of that development. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. That'd be rad as Like, fun. I would absolutely keep Death's Door, right? Oh, definitely. And yeah. every yeah. Leviathan-focused episode that we've had so far. And Plucky Penny whistles. Oh, yeah. And then I would, I would take... Uh, Oh, God, what episode? I, I wanted to say Girl Next Door, but I've already shit on that episode enough. Um, uh, judging your life? Defending your life. I would take Defending Your Life yes. and I would punt it into the fucking sun. Like, yeah. absolutely. 100%. Um, so let's talk about the climax of the episode real quick, and then we can kind of, you know, move on to Peter things out. to come. So uh, <laughs> this... Um, cause I'm going to, I'm going to kind of give a teaser for next episode cause I'm so excited. Uh, Ooh. this, so the episode ends with Sam fighting off the clowns, attempting to fight mm-hmm. off the clowns. I loved the little moment in one of the flash forwards where Sam's like, if it bleeds, you can kill it. And then he shoots the clown and like glitter. <laughs> yeah. Out of Just him. poofs out of it. Glitter yes. everywhere. And there was a lot of fucking, um, glitter and it was pretty great, but uh especially i really liked at the end but dean confronts um howard and we find out that the reason why howard is killing these bad parents which honestly this is one of the most fucked up villains i feel like we've seen in a while yeah i didn't quite understand his motive but i was also like this is this is a bad guy so the first dad who died there's a couple of dead dads. There's two. There's two this episode. And one of the dads who died, he, his son was at a birthday party. The one who, like, got uh, speared to death by a unicorn. Mm-hmm. His son was at a birthday party, and he wanted to stay, like, an extra five minutes for cake and ice cream. And the dad apparently, like, flipped out and, and embarrassed the shit out of both him and his son and was like, no, we have to leave now. The mm-hmm. first dad, however, total like Disney dad pre-learning the lesson that family is more important than work, right? Honestly, yeah. it sounded like both of her parents were kind of shitty because like apparently her mom's always out of town and she's just take, being taken care of by the nanny and she mm. like, like the girl had, Kelly is her name, the girl had, like, her birthday at Plucky Penny Whistles, and her dad shows up for five minutes. Mom doesn't even deign to show up at all. And then, like, that's, but that's what seals his fate, is the fact that he's just kind of like a, like a working all the time, workaholic dad who who never shows up to anything. Um, Which, little aside, I fucking hate those plots. Uh, Especially when they have the dad, I don't know, I feel like when it's like, the dad's a grubby businessman who's trying to shut down Christmas. It's like, it's fine because, like, you know, well, not if they're middle management. I don't know. It's, (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing. (laughs) In those movies, there's always the tension of like, I want my dad to work less, but the dad's working to like put food on the table. And they're rarely, not always, but most of the time, but not always, they're like, just like, I don't know, a fucking manager at like a Denny's. Like, they're mm-hmm. working all the time yeah. because the restaurant business requires you to work all the time, but they're not like, or they're like, they're white collar, but they're very much like, I don't know, working HR. You know, they're not like CEOs of companies. Again, not all the time, but most of the time. Oh, I do feel like there are a lot of lawyers in this 
in this bag too. Yeah. The worst though. Oh my God. The worst. Okay. Have you seen the movie Christmas Shoes? I swear I'm going to get back. Oh, Jesus fucking. Okay. So, oh. Rob Lowe plays a dad. Wait, we can't talk about Christmas shoes until after Halloween. <laughs> I'm talking get about out. it because it's relevant to this episode, Ben, but I love your energy. Um, <laughs> so, in the movie Christmas Shoes, Rob Lowe p- plays like a dad who's too busy for Christmas. and um, He's too busy working for the president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, he, he's he's the assistant communications, blah blah blah. In Westwing, he's busy. Okay, it's the free fucking world. He works for POTUS. Um, I think this was actually a, he totally got this role because of his Westwing success. I mean, <laughs> he got a lot of his roles after Westwing for that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um. But Rob Lowe is playing this like lawyer who's who's too who too busy to spend time with his family, which is all fine. And if the lawyer were, like defending big companies who want to like spill oil in the ocean just for fun, I would be like, okay, I see where you're coming from. But instead, he's representing like a small coalition of farmers who are trying to save their land from being taken by banks. absolutely hilarious because his family is like stop helping those poor people who will lose their homes and livelihood we need to go sing Christmas carols it's fucking amazing if you haven't seen that movie please watch it from the most cynical point of view like of all time It's also based on one of the worst songs in the world. <laughs> yeah. So I, but yeah, I don't really like the whole like my dad's too busy to come to my baseball game. You're not gonna remember that shit, okay? You know what you're gonna fucking remember? Not being able to eat because your dad doesn't have a job anymore because he took too much time off to see you play t-ball. All right, he'll come see your fucking baseball game when you play for the Braves, okay? <laughs> Even then, he's not gonna show up. <laughs> <laughs> your dad just fucking hates you. Just accept the fact that See, your dad all, hates all you. See, all you have to do, all you have to do is grow up and then not have time for your dad once he's retired. <laughs> fucking cats in the cradle, that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and the cats in the cradle in the sills. <laughs> Little boy blue and the man okay, in the moon. But getting back to Howard and his <laughs> shit. So Howard also had parents who didn't pay attention to him and his brother. And one day they were like out on the lake or the beach or whatever the fuck. And his brother starts drowning. Just out of nowhere. Said, it's just, like a fucking like aneurysm. Yeah. His brother was like, oh, time to die. And it starts drowning. Time to drown. Time to drown. Whatever. Fuck you, mom and dad. Pay I attention to this. saw the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. They said either get busy living or get busy drowning. <laughs> his brother starts drowning and his parents are too busy paying attention to their cell phones. So they don't. <laughs> they're too big they're too busy playing candy crush so they don't like save him no they were playing flappy bird dog <laughs> they were playing uh plants vs right. zombies so here's what it is because this is definitely like howard's old enough where his parents definitely didn't have cell phones here's what it is they brought out a full tv plus like an atari 
<laughs> and that's what they were doing, and that's why they weren't paying attention. No, you yeah. know what it was is they had <laughs> they had the ET game. They had a radio with them, and they had to listen for little orphan Annie's secret message, <laughs> <laughs> so they could use their decoder to ring. Buy <laughs> be sure to drink your own right. they had brought desks out to the beach and every time an air raid siren went off they thought the world was being nuked so they had to dive under their desks fuck their sons and just like you know survive Duff the nuclear apocalypse so that they could wake up in a new world and go repopulate the earth or whatever the fuck the plot to fallout 76 is <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's what it was. That game has plot. I'm kidding. Uh, it does now. Bethesda. <laughs> Bethesda <laughs> You're welcome, in. Bethesda. They, re- they retconned it. <laughs> they did. Uh, when did that game come out? Sorry, a little aside again. That's a hey, ass, but asides the show. That's the, what it is. This bit has been nothing but asides and tangents, and <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> the two the two T's stand for tangent. Um. <laughs> so uh fallout 76 came out what, like two years ago yeah, yeah something like, yeah, that. Two something years like ago. that and i just got a notification on steam saying that like there was a fallout 76 update because they added a plot a main storyline <laughs> oh yeah, like a month ago like which is amazing oh my god yeah, better late than never right that's fine. Daddy Microsoft is going to take care of it. You don't have to worry about it anymore, Todd. Just go to sleep. Just slowly pushes the pillow over his sleep head. now Just in the fire, sleep, Todd. Todd. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so they weren't paying attention and Howard's brother dies. And Howard is still like deathly afraid of the fact that like, I guess he's like, I can't face the fact that I didn't save my brother. Saved his yeah. brother. It's actually yeah. incredibly fucking sad, but you know, yeah. Howard, go to therapy. This is not the way. Don't kill people. Yeah. Go to therapy. You're just Fuck. like, I'm, I'm sorry your brother died. That's really sad. I'm sorry your parents didn't pay enough attention to, like, not drown, Save not him. inadvertently drown your brother or whatever the fuck, but, like, go to fucking therapy, okay? This is not how we deal with our issues. <laughs> so, Sam, or Dean steals one of the weird little, like, penny piss, plucky penny things. I almost said penny pissy <laughs> 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 Howard like painted these like weird little penny plucky whistle dolls. Oh, another like stressor for him was the fact that he didn't get the management position that Gene did. Gene, who smokes, right, doesn't yeah. really care about the kids. We've all been yeah. there. We've, yeah. we've all been way too crudely attached to helping children at our jobs. And um, like... You know, he was just like, I care about those kids more than anything, and their parents don't care, and so I'm murdering fucking parents. Oh, he also, Dean, like, rips up the robot picture to save um, the kid and the mom, the shitty mom, and Dean's like, and and Howard's like, don't worry, that B word is still on the list, and I was like, Jesus. Yeah, that was. (laughs) Go to fucking, get a fucking therapist, Howard. (laughs) But uh, he... So Dean throws the picture that Howard is afraid of and the penny plucky whistle doll because Howard needs something from the victim and the fear, mm-hmm. like the child fear picture, and throws it in this like magic fucking fire. And that is what. What? Why was that circle of fire still a burning, man? 
Why keep the things to be used against you around the Johnny Cash reference? Why did Howard shoot Dean? Oh, wait, no, there's actually a reason for that. It's because Dean was like, you're just going to fucking shoot me. You really want a dead body on your hands? And like looking at Howard, Howard is definitely the type of villain who's like, I don't really like to get my hands dirty. It's so much easier to just throw shit into a fire than to actually kill someone. Mm -hmm. So that that I can buy. Why do other villains not just kill Sam and Dean? That's the real question. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Touche. Yeah. Why doesn't, I don't know, why doesn't fucking, like, any angel just snap their fucking necks? Their plot armor is too strong. It, it, I, I'm trying to snap their necks, but I can't twist it. It's a pl- There's something around here. I don't understand. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> the weird thing is, is that it's not, though. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of the problem. <laughs> So, um, and then, like, you know, creepy drowned brother shows up and he kills Howard Fourteen, which I love it when it the plot just wraps up itself. The two clowns yeah. poof away, but before they do, they absolutely boot cocky salmon glitter. <laughs> yeah, they do. I actually really loved this image of Sam just like terrified, bleeding, and covered in fucking glitter. Yeah. Like, there was something very like aesthetically pleasing about that for me, and I don't know why. It was funny. Yeah. Did you look up on Rule Thirty Four to see if anybody had drawn that scene? Uh, oh. No, of course I fucking didn't. But I'm going to after this. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> don't worry. I mean, probably not because it's Sam and not Dean. But if it had been Dean, oh, absolutely yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll let you guys know. I'll send it into our group chat, listeners. If you Hell want yet. that picture. Fucking Google it for yourselves. I'm not your dad, so. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm everyone's dad. Um, but, uh, yeah, and so the day is saved. Sam, or Dean, saw, like, a really giant slinky, rainbow slinky that he wanted. And that's why he, he was, like, playing skee-ball earlier in the episode to try to get enough tickets. That's his first interaction yeah. with Howard. He's like, how much for this you know this uh slinky and howard's like 1000 tickets and dean goes no 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 no, american american dinero come on which i thought was a great line that was solid yeah and i liked the uh oh you don't you can't just buy stuff you have to earn it with tickets and then when dean gives sam the thing dean's like look what we won and sam was like we earned it yeah sam goes i earned (laughs) it I really liked yeah. it. I will Hell say, yeah. dab episodes, even the ones I don't like, I feel like the dialogue's a little snappier. Oh, little yeah. Snappy. Mm. Dab has very snappy dialogue, which is something I can appreciate if I don't always mm-hmm. like Hell it. Yeah. Fact. Oh, yeah. Um, so, at least it's not, I don't know, Sam saying thanks to Bobby, like he, you know, <laughs> helped him change his oil once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he taught me. He alert me to change a tire, and now yeah. he's been shot. He was a kind stranger I met in the road, and he helped me out of a pickle once, and that was it. Too bad we didn't know each other better. Too bad he didn't raise me as his <laughs> own. As Too his bad he didn't raise son. me as his surrogate son. <laughs> Too bad he wasn't like a father figure to me. What would that be like? Hmm, I wonder. It'd have been real yeah. special. So, mm. um, but yeah, so. Howard dies, and Sam gives Dean the slinky, which I thought was a really nice scene. I thought the scene at the end with Sam and Dean was really wonderful because, oh, it one was. thing we haven't mentioned is we find out that the reason why Sam's scared of clowns 
Because then Dane would drop him off at places like that. Penny Pluggy whistles to go get tail. (laughs) (laughs) Dane's like, I'm sorry, I traumatized you. That's my child. sibling in their family that shit is a family right okay yeah. i am sure my siblings could tell tales if you are not traumatizing your younger siblings are you an older sibling like ask yourself this question and then get back to me <laughs> but um yeah i really liked that oh man i also liked early in the episode when dean's like talking to sam on the phone and he's like have you heard of penny plucky whistles and sam's like no, I don't remember that place at all. What are you talking about? I don't remember that place that traumatized me. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about, kind sir. Who are you, in fact? How did you get this number? Leave me pee. <laughs> like, it was great. Um, but yeah, this this whole episode, man, there was a lot of shit I really liked about this episode. More than I <laughs> there thought is. I did. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so that's that's what I got. That's um, it. This episode is special in how terrible it is, and also kind yes. of wonderful. Yeah, it's especially it's, terrible. It's like the just the perfect. It's like the chef chef's kiss combination of bad but good, but over the top and awesome. You know what it is? All at mm. once. It's a chef boyardee kiss. Yeah. <laughs> That's solid. It's a chef's kiss, but the chef's kiss is for something, some like cheap pasta yep. in a can. They say meat I'm gonna u- ravioli, but what the fuck meat is that? Exactly. What the gonna, fuck meat is I'm gonna that? What urban dictionary shifts? It's just like, rehydrated chipped yeah. beef. That's all. It, it is, is absolutely the sh- the chef boyardee of chef's kiss. It says chef in um, the name. Did he go to culinary school? Which one? Oh my god! All right, let's see. Oh, though, the, you know the. I'll tell you. I'll oh, tell you all the scene that sold this episode for me. The scene that like really made me go. This episode is awesome. <laughs> and that is when they were chasing Cliff, and they tackle him, <laughs> and there's a convenient pile of tires. Yes. For them to fall into. First of all, just the image of a man running from Sam and Dean in a headless dog suit is already special I like that he, as is. I love that he threw it at Sam and it landed on Sam's head. Yes. Yeah. That was just amazing. Just, yeah, so that that was the scene that like tied it all together for me. I was just like, "Yep, this ep- this episode went from mediocre to top tier immediately." Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah, it did. Oh, anyway, that's that's all I have to say about the episode. Any, any final thoughts from you, Ben? Because I think I'm all thought it out. I'm living as a pure chaste woman of Christ from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. I mean, I feel like we've hit all the notes for me as yeah. well. Um, God, like, I, I remember not enjoying this episode, but I think I conflated it with, like, another one. Mm-hmm. But you know what? This this episode was fully great, and I hope 
I hope we did it justice here today. That's the only other thought. Yeah. I've got. If we didn't, we don't want to fucking hear about it. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just kidding. We do want to. Uh, yeah, we, we strive yeah. to be better here at yeah. Outcast. That's what the S stands for. Being strive. Stri- being better. <laughs> okay. Um, guys, I want to talk a little bit about next week's episode. It's called Repo Man. Repo Man. Right. Repo, Repo Man or Repo, Repo Man? Repo Man? 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 That's <laughs> not the next week's title. <laughs> Repo Man? man. <laughs> um, Repo with a man. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it is. Oh, I'm looking it up real quick. But while I'm doing that, I just want to say this next episode is probably one of my favorite Supernatural episodes of all time. Yeah, it's Repo Man. Oh, man. Singular. Just the one, just the one Repo Man. Um, oh, okay. But it's probably one of my favorite episodes of all time. I think I wow, re- two strong episodes in a row. Then I huh? mean, I, I don't know if y'all will like it, but I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, I have rewatched this episode probably about like five times, which is pretty good for me on rewatching episodes of Supernatural that come out post Whoa. season five. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited for next week, and I forgot this episode was coming up next, and I was like watching. Penny Plucky Whistles on Netflix, and then I, mm-hmm. the next episode just auto-played automatically, and I was like, wait, what is this? And then I was like, yeah. oh, it's this episode. Oh, shit. So, yeah. I remember this episode very fondly, and I hope you enjoy it, Travis. Um, but before we get into that, Travis, what is what is uh-huh. Repo Man about? Repo Man is about um, <clears throat> Sam and Dean, they are on a job and they talk to this guy and they have to go like find him <clears throat> because he owes like all right so oh okay here we go let me set the stage okay sam and dean crowley comes to sam and dean to ask a favor because this guy is like not making good on his end of some deal and sam and dean are like we don't work for demons and then crowley's like you do though and Sam and Dean are like, all right. So they. <laughs> so Twisted they go... arm. <laughs> <laughs> so they go find the dude in like fucking Iowa or something. I don't know. And they find the dude and they knock on his door and the guy answers. And is like, what do you want? And Sam and Dean are like, we're here to take your liver. I couldn't remember the actor's name, but I knew this is where it was going. Yeah. There are two movies that deal with this very, like, repossession of borrowed organs concept. One of them is, of course, Repo the Genetic Opera, a movie mm-hmm. I cannot watch anymore. For different reasons than you might think. Huh. And then the next What's one the is one? Repo Man. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, maybe not. Um, no, not Repo Man. That one's about alien cars. I'm thinking of, hold on. I know who's in it. So I'm going to have to do like a Wikipedia jump. And if you would like, I will take you through that journey. So first of all, I have to go to the Wikipedia page for Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. What? Yes. Hold on. I'm pretty sure the movie Stripping. is called Repo Man. No, 
No. And then I have there to is hit a movie Numi called Repo Rap- Man uh, with Numi a British actor. Rapi Rapis. Numi Rapaci's uh, thing. Her her Wikipedia. Her wiki. And I have to go down to what she's been in. And then I have to look for this movie. And then I can't find it. Damn it. Ah, ah. She was in Bright? Okay, unrelated. <laughs> oh yeah, the Jude Law movie. Yeah, the Jude Law movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then, oh my god, Sherlock A Game of Shadows still could have got me there because he's also in in that. Wait, is it, I accidentally hit Robert Downey Jr. Is it Jude Law or is it, um? is this entertaining or am I just being silly? I have no idea what you're doing. No, yeah, it's Jude Law in the 2010 movie. Yes, okay, yes, Repo Men. Yes. Yeah, Repo. Yeah. I knew it was called Repo Man. Yeah, Fortis Whitaker's in it. I knew that. Yeah, in the 2010 one, yeah. Because I think it's a remake. Oh, it's a different dark-haired European girl who's in this one. Okay. And she's Brazilian, (laughs) not uh, European. Whoops. She was French or something. (laughs) Ha ha, whoops. Okay, anyways. Schwang of the myths. Yeah, Repo Man. That's like, Repo Man is like the serious... The serious version of Repo the Genetic Opera. Yeah. yeah. So just a little fun fact for you. Uh, I cannot watch Repo the Genetic Opera for secret reasons, but not the ones oh. you might think, and I shall never discuss them. Anyways. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> but if it does, but we'll, find yeah, out we'll next talk week. about it next week on AS. But thank you so, so much for... Um, well, joining us this episode I hope you enjoyed it if you want to hear more from us please check out our Patreon uh, patreon.com slash habcast where you can gain access to another show we do called Let's Shag Ass where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural we like uh, for September we watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine um, in previous months we've watched another Cinderella story um, uh, a bunch of shit basically if you enjoy seeing us suffer through terrible things uh, pay pay three dollars a month to listen to LSA because you'll you'll have a fun time. Also support the show; it's great. We appreciate you. Um, if you want to yeah. add us on social media, go to habcast.com. You'll find links to all of our social media, including uh, Twitter and Instagram, where we are at habcast, and Facebook, where you're Hey Asmod is Supernatural podcast. Um, and until next time, thank you so much. Have fun, and don't die. Bye.
notes? I did. I actually took notes this time. Whoa, Ben took notes. Whoa. Yeah, boom, motherfuckers. Man, only one of us or two of us can take notes at a time because I did not take notes. Yeah, I did not take notes <laughs> either. <laughs>